Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. The Rehearsal, Season 1, Episode 3, Gold Digger. Originally aired July 29th, 2022. Welcome to the Rehearsal Recap Podcast where I take a deep dive into each episode of Nathan Fielder's hit show. Join me as I break down the moments that make us laugh, cry, and shake our heads in disbelief. Uh, I would say this, as many shows, is going to be maybe some actual tears in this show, in this episode. Uh, Definitely, as always, a lot of the shaking of the head in disbelief, uh, even more so. So prepare your neck. Don't get whiplash. Make sure you're not around sharp objects close to your face because, you know, as this uh, whole thing in the first episode was compared to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, this episode is definitely uh, the moment where things start to get dark. Let's put it that way. Uh, Nathan in this episode is co-parenting now with Angela as the we last left the last episode he you know proposed the idea that he he thinks he can get something out of this simulation so he proposes that he join her in co-parenting this kid which is going from just Angela's simulation aka rehearsal to now being also Nathan's rehearsal in a lot of ways And also, he's doing other rehearsals in addition. So, there are basically three rehearsals going on simultaneously. Two of which, him and Angela, are people he's trying to do two simulations for two different people who are clearly in it for different reasons and coming from very different realities in many ways. Uh, This episode is... Patrick we're introduced to that is the third rehearsal that is going on outside of this house with him and Angela so Patrick is trying to get a his grandfather's inheritance from his brother who there's a clause in the will of his grandpa that Patrick can only get the money as long as he is not with a gold digger so it is Patrick practicing and rehearsing to ask his brother and convince his brother that his current girlfriend maybe their fiance I don't know uh, that she's not a, a gold digger right uh we also see in this episode Nathan starting to compromise who he is and what his beliefs are uh in multiple ways uh throughout you know, either of these simulations and in an effort to make the simulations for these other people more accurate, he is, you know, compromising who he is as a person and his beliefs as a person. Uh, But it is also, uh, there's a lot of manipulation of emotions in this episode, which is a new addition for Nathan's entire plan. Uh, and is an aspect of this episode where you see Nathan really, you know, in the first episode, there was manipulation in trying to give Core the answers to the trivia quiz. 
without him knowing, right? There was that level of manipulation where there's people that are assumed to be by the subject, by core, assumed to be real people when in fact are actors, right? That extra layer of this story where Nathan is not telling the main person that he is being manipulated by actors when he is not aware of it. Right. So this is a completely new layer to Nathan's manipulation, which is way different. Manipulating somebody's emotions is far more evil than just trying to inception trivia answers into somebody's head. Also, uh, Nathan still striving in many ways to make these simulations as as perfect as possible, right? Which, you know, obviously the level of detail with everything is well established when it comes to recreating physical spaces, but he is trying to bring that level of detail to other aspects of these rehearsals, to these simulations, and you know, there is there is uh, you know a level of deception that's going on that is a bit uncomfortable to see, right? As last episode, it felt like Nathan was the only sane person surrounded by people who exist in other realities. We see that uh, Nathan is himself very much uh, not. He's like in his own version of that delusion. Right. Uh, so it, it's it's a kind of an interesting thing. And because this episode is kind of it jumps back between the storyline of Patrick and his rehearsal and then the storyline of Nathan and Angela and their rehearsals and their simulations. Instead of bouncing back and forth as I go into this episode, I'm going to go through the events of Patrick's part of this episode and then I'll talk about what happened with Nathan and Angela on their parts because instead of going back and forth everything is enough there's enough confusion going on with like levels of reality who's actors who's not actors who's being manipulated and am I manipulating you as you're watching this who knows I maybe I'm an actor maybe the people that listen to this show are actors that are hired to then Give I, I you know the levels of Truman Showness or Synecdoche, New York that could be happening simultaneously without any of our knowledge. Who knows? Reality is fake. We're all living in Nathan's simulation, for all we know, right? Nathan Fielder exists as a simulation of himself on the outside of the computer system that we are all plugged into, as far as I'm concerned. So, in an effort to minimize the confusion and distraction of all of that of reality itself i'm going to talk about patrick's situation first uh which you know patrick is just like every it is kind of amazing the types of people that are brought into this show like very unique every single character is so different from the other one core is unlike everybody else that's been in this show. Nathan, unlike anybody else that's been in the show. Angela, kind of similar to Robin, but still Robin was his own version, despite their insane uh, 
comparisons, insane similarities between Angela and Robin. They still have different aspects to themselves that are very unique. And Patrick is no different, different from all of them. And, uh, you know, I guess makes sense that he's on this show. Um, so we find out that, you know, this is we find out about Patrick after the show has kind of we've seen Nathan and Angela kind of doing their thing. And then that's the reveal that he still intends to do rehearsals for other people that he's got a waiting list of people that he wants to do rehearsals for. So he is doing the work life balance of the it's him going to quote unquote work where he is helping out Patrick and his rehearsal and then going quote unquote home to Angela where he is going from director of simulation to participant in simulation, a co-participant in simulation in a lot of ways, uh, at, at quote-unquote home, right? Definitely with so much going on and so many different definitions of reality, uh, it is the beginning of the, the had to be the, the, the just kind of delusion, <laughs> that uh, Nathan is spiraling into in in some ways. But we finally find out he's doing these rehearsals still. We find out Patrick um then uh you know balancing all that work life stuff out. Uh we find out Patrick can't get his grandfather's money because he's dating a quote unquote gold digger potentially. Uh, the the setting for this confrontation is going to be a Raising Cane's uh, chicken finger restaurant uh, from Colorado. There's like a Colorado flag in the restaurant, which I never went when I lived in Denver, never went to a Raising Cane's. But so I imagine that's where this guy's from. And that's where he's going to talk to his brother, who I guess his grandpa used to take them to. Uh, raising canes as they were younger so it's kind of a sentimental place for them him to try and convince his brother to give him the money you have an actor playing his brother uh and in their training in his rehearsing he's using anti-semitic terms that obviously nathan jumps in tries to uh, confront him about that as Nathan is Jewish himself. And he's like, uh, you know, I don't feel comfortable with you using those terms, comparing your girlfriend to because of her uh, penny-pinching ways, because of her frugalness with money, that his, his attempt was to tell his brother that she's not a gold digger. She's actually the opposite. She's very frugal with money. And then compared her to being, you know, the, the, the stereotype of uh, the Jewish people. So Nathan confronts him. And this is one of the ways in which Nathan is kind of compromising who he is. He's like, well, I guess I'll allow you since this is the vernacular at which you and your brother talk. You use anti-Semitic terms, use these racist terms as a way to communicate. I guess I will, to in an effort to make sure this simulation is as authentic as possible, I will allow this racist speech, right? So first, one of the moments in which Nathan is starting to compromise who he is, 
uh, and compromise just, you know, his standards uh, to in an effort to make the simulation more perfect, more authentic. And uh, in an effort also to enhance the quote-unquote art of rehearsing, right? Because this is, in addition to helping these people, it is clear that Nathan wants to make these rehearsals and these simulations as authentic as possible. He wants his ability to get these people prepared to be as effective as possible, like this, the art of rehearsing, the art of preparing yourself and experiencing these things before you have to experience them in life, like experiencing these things in a controlled environment in some ways, where Nathan is the god in control of these environments in a lot of ways. Um, he wants to delve into emotions more, where in the episode with core and we're also seeing that patrick is not following the flow charts at all <laughs> which you know any anything out of nathan's control is something he doesn't do well with he doesn't like anything that is out of con his control that is the whole purpose of these rehearsals is for nathan to control environments in order to prepare the future to be less of a surprise and more of a planned step-by-step -step process. He wants to flowchart life in many ways. And anything that is going to come in and improvise on any level is completely outside of what Nathan's trying to do, right? Nathan is doing the absolute opposite of improvisation, which is probably, you know, it's a valuable skill that would eliminate the need to do a lot of this rehearsal if you're somebody who's spent time just trying to get good at being in the moment and improvising what you say and what you do based on the things, then you don't have to pre-plan out the infinite possibilities of life. Patrick throwing a bit of a monkey wrench into Nathan's plan. Uh, but feelings is the new variable that Nathan wants to attempt to manipulate. And he noticed it in Core's rehearsal. It was the one moment in Core's process of coming clean to his friend where he there was the long pause, the long dramatic pause where he was just the the starting point that very first step in confessing was a hurdle that core wasn't prepared for and was the t difficult thing for him in that moment to take that first step and nathan wants to be able to manipulate these people in a way to where that step is what's being rehearsed those emotions of what it would feel like to start going into the flow chart of possibilities uh is what he wants to do to make these simulations more perfect right and he needs to prepare patrick for these feelings of what he's going to feel and the emotions i mean he is what he's going to face talking to his brother about his grandfather's inheritance right 
knowing what those emotions are going to be in that moment. You know, because anytime you're dealing with family, talking about somebody you were close with, he's close with his grandfather, and, you know, those emotions are necessary. And it's a similar thing comparing these rehearsals to acting, you know, having that, that you know, the method approach where you are embodying the thing to access those emotions or using your past in order to access those emotions to provide a more authentic performance, that is kind of what Nathan is trying to engineer and manipulate these people into doing instead of what an actor would do, which would be to do it on their own, of their own volition. Nathan's trying to force them into tapping into those emotions, which is a very, you know, intentionally triggering people into negative emotions is a very slippery slope and something that I, you know, it's it's an issue I have with Nathan in this episode. Uh, so in an effort to do that, Nathan has sets up this other layer in the same way that he sets up this other layer of deception with Core where he had actors out about town as Cora and Nathan would have their walks. And these people who were supposedly real people were all actors trying to inception the trivia answers into Cora's brain. Nathan sets up a similar way, but instead of to manipulate in giving answers, he's trying to manipulate to trigger these emotions. So he has the actor who's playing Patrick's brother, as himself after their rehearsal to come to him as a quote-unquote real person and ask him to come over and help him he needs to help his grandfather do some things in his barn to move some stuff in his barn right he needs an extra pair of hands so we asked patrick to as a human being not as an actor to to help him meanwhile the person who is the quote-unquote grandfather is an actor and the whole point of this thing is to get Patrick to form a bond with this grandfather and then to kill the grandfather in order to have a similar identical type of a dynamic, a similar emotions so that when he goes to act and prepare with this actor that there will be that same dynamic and same and similar emotions we'll be able to tap into which is insane right it is insane absolutely so they go over to this actor grandpa's place the actor the person playing his brother in the rehearsals has a date night makes an excuse to bounce leaving patrick alone with this actor grandpa uh who does he doesn't know this is an actor i would imagine there is 100 percent a moment in the course of this episode where he realizes that and that's why we see what he does eventually in this episode but at this point it's assumed that patrick is along for the ride and believes that this actor is that guy's authentic grandpa 
and he offers to stay to help the grandpa despite this other guy leaving leaving him to bond with this grandpa they go out they have like this treasure map he's got this money buried for to avoid taxes so they're going out following this treasure map to dig up this gold and as they dig up this gold uh the the grant and in a way to even more replicate the reality of Patrick's bond with his grandpa that actually died in reality that he's trying to get the actual real inheritance from he justifies his deserving of that inheritance because while his grandpa was older he helped change his diapers and clean up after him and take care of him right so to replicate that this actor has to have Patrick help him change his diaper as they're out in the forest just it's a level of insanity and it's like at some point you have to realize that like wow this is you have to know what you said over and over in these rehearsals about your backstory with your grandpa and seeing how maybe this exact situation is playing out a lot of those same elements exactly but he helps him change the diaper. The actor's like, oh, you've helped me more than my kids ever have. You know what? Since you did this, I'm going to go get this appraised, and I'm going to give you some of this, right? Because you helped me get this out, and they didn't. I want to give you some of this, right? So setting up again, same scenario where Patrick's actual grandpa you know, said he was going to give him the inheritance. And in this way, he's going to give him this, this inheritance. It's just, it's like you're seeing these things happen and you're like, unlike what was happening with Core, where it's very funny how these people, oh, I curse the Chinese forever inventing gunpowder, funny, whatever. Oh, the door code is the same year as the, you know, the bombing of Normandy or whatever the, the thing was. Completely different context, completely different level of manipulation. I want to take a quick break from the show to let you all know that there is official merch for the Ray Taylor Show. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com. You can get t-shirts, different artwork available, different designs, all on high quality materials in all the sizes. There's also iPhone cases made of biodegradable material. That's right, this is not bad for the environment, this is good for the environment. So all of those designs that are available on t-shirts are also available on phone cases. Designed by me, sold by me. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com to support the Ray Taylor Show and promote it out in the world so all of the people in your life can see that you are a fan of the Ray Taylor show. Now, let's get back to that very show right now. They set all that stuff up, right? And this is definitely that moment where Cora's comparison of Nathan to being Willy Wonka, this dream maker, and how that movie takes a dark turn. That movie, we start seeing these kids, these people who are going to the Dream Maker's factory, getting chewed up and spit out by the process, right? And we're seeing Patrick being that first victim. Where core kind of victim, 
if Nathan had actually confronted him and told him that he helped him cheat would have been the minor kind of slight again still involving the same level of manipulation in a lot of ways that Nathan is doing with Patrick but on a completely different level and hasn't done that with Angela like Angela is aware of who's actors who's not actors right she is like she is almost a level above right god's hand <laughs> right she's she's got god directing her her side of the story where you know with patrick it's just sad it's just so sad man so they show up right so there's the bonding that happens uh there's the diaper stuff that happens um and you would think that patrick at some point is going to know the similarities and i don't think it's yet right and nathan doesn't even feel bad about the manipulation part of the process that's happening he's feeling bad that he's going to have to talk to patrick the next day to tell him the bad news that this actor grandpa passed away right that's the thing that nathan is concerned about he doesn't have any concern that he is manipulating a human being into forming a bond with somebody under false pretenses in order to trigger and elicit a specific emotional response a specific emotional response which is not something people enjoy people don't enjoy reliving grief on any level people don't enjoy reliving the feelings of losing their grandfather in order to make a simulation more authentic in order to make a rehearsal more authentic especially if it's not them doing it willingly as an actor might in preparation for a role right being manipulated and nathan not even concerned with that aspect of it he's more concerned with his role in saying you know giving the bad news it's just it's just you know once you thought nathan was the only sane person surrounded by crazy people and i don't mean to be insulting calling these other people crazy i mean it in the the most respectful way but these all these different people who clearly are living in different realities nathan himself is living in just as delusional of a reality as all of these other people right at this point in this episode i relate to patrick of all people right like in every episode it seems like there is somebody who you can relate to and no longer is nathan that person right no longer at all this seeing what he's doing and seeing his take on everything it's just like okay i guess patrick is the guy the only sane person in this entire thing and maybe some of the extras i'm sure as well but we don't get to know any of them but it's just amazing how that from last episode to this episode it's just nathan is just catching up <laughs> like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna outdo them i'm gonna outdo them for sure in a much more malicious way um so the next day uh they're at the fake raising canes the patrick's already there and Nathan shows up and he's like all somber and he's like, I got some, I heard from the actor playing Patrick's brother. Some, he's had some bad family news. Apparently his grandfather passed away. And then Nathan gives this, we should all just go home. 
enjoy your family, you know, cherish the moments you have with your family because you never know, right? Really kind of a heartfelt thing, which thematically makes sense with what he's trying to do. He's like, okay, Patrick, I mean, he's talking to everybody, not talking to Patrick specifically. You know, there's Raising Cane's is full of actors that are there to help realize this simulation. But in many ways, he's like, okay, Patrick, now I'm sending you out to go home and think about and feel those emotions because he doesn't have connection with his family. So all of the emotions that he's going to feel are just going to be thinking and has to be in those moments after he goes home because he showed up. I would imagine if he had put two and two together thinking that Nathan was manipulating the situation i don't think he would have shown up to rehearsal but he did so i think after that is when it the light went off in his head and he's like oh as he's feeling these emotions he's like oh i know these emotions like this is exactly what i'm feeling in the situation that i'm talking about in these rehearsals i would imagine but even still i maybe not maybe not because they do show up the next day Right, the actor shows up, Patrick shows up, and they're sitting down. Like Patrick, at no time is going like, "Listen, this is really weird that this situation is exactly the situation." Especially once they start to rehearse, or you know, just kind of start talking, and before they're rehearsing, right? The rehearsal hasn't started yet, but these two, Patrick is sitting down with the actor, communicating with the actor as the actor, not as his brother. And they're going through the same things of like, so I went to my grandpa, the hospital, and he mentioned that he said that he was going to give you some of his gold for helping him out. Patrick's like, yeah, he was a cool dude. I enjoyed helping him out, all this stuff. And the actor's like, well, in doing these rehearsals, I've heard about your girlfriend and I agree with your brother that she is a gold. So almost verbatim going through that exact same argument except for this guy is an actor and not his brother and bringing up the exact same thing. And then Nathan pulls, like you see them kind of going back and forth. Nathan pulls Patrick aside. He's like, listen, you got to deal with this personal stuff outside of the rehearsal. Like we're here to rehearse, even though, you know, all the manipulation. And then when they sit down to quote unquote rehearse, you see Patrick getting emotional, still not following the script. Right, not going through the flow chart, but emotional. His voice is cracking. He's tearing up. He's like crying. Like he is reliving the emotions of losing his grandfather. He's reliving all of the actual, like Nathan succeeded, right? Nathan, in an attempt to add the extra layer of reality to these simulations in order to manipulate and get these people to feel the emotions necessary to practice under those conditions, Nathan, successful. Was it worth it? Don't think so. <laughs> you know, especially in the way it was done, how manipulated. It, you feel so bad for Patrick as he's talking to this guy, rehearsing, but saying the same things he would be saying to the actor to convince him that his girlfriend isn't. And being sincere in like, listen, I don't want to live every day like it's the day I found out my grandpa died, 
right? I want to put that past me. And you giving me the inheritance will allow me, like it is so heartfelt and a great explanation for why he should get the inheritance, a great explanation for why he should get the gold, right? It is perfect. It is a great performance from Patrick, right? Nathan Fielder accurately and successfully manipulated Patrick into giving the performance of his lifetime, and Patrick didn't even know it, right? He, he succeeded amazingly in the most tragic way. And it's just, it's just, you know, this new strategy of, of Patrick, that's how Nathan refers to it. You know, he's, oh, he's using a new strategy, you know, speaking from the heart. He's crying. I'm tired of living like the day after he died, right? That is like, it is the telling moment where you realize that this guy was triggered to have those same emotions that he had after his grandpa died. Um, and in the rehearsal, like the actor's like, okay, yeah, you did it. They hug, right? He's crying. Um, and Nathan's only focused on the breakthrough, right? Not the, not the huge emotional manipulation. He's like, yes, I succeeded. I did the thing. I did what I set out to do, right? Nathan's good. Nathan's good. He's thorough, but uh, you know, there's, I, I would say there's a lot of issues, And then the next day, when the the thing's supposed to be happening, right? He's supposed to, I don't know if it's another rehearsal or if it's supposed to be the actual event. Patrick is a no-show. I think they were going to go through another rehearsal, right? It was a breakthrough. They're going to run through that more times to get him locked in, would be my thing. Patrick's a no-show. He calls, Nathan calls him, he calls Nathan. Tells him he's at an amusement park with his girlfriend because he's never had funnel cake before. The worst excuse. Clearly, now, Patrick, after that, Patrick knew, probably went back to his girlfriend crying. And he's like, she's like, what happened? And he explained everything. He's like, they manipulated the fuck out of you, Patrick. Right? Had to be. Because he's, an, he, of course, you would never show up. He's like, I am fucking done with this situation. Right? And the horrible excuse of I've never had funnel cake and that's why I went to an amusement park. Uh, it's just like horribly, like he's not, like you see, the only way he's able to deliver a good performance is when Nathan manipulates him because when do, his own devices, clearly uh, he's not very, he's not very convincing. Uh, but he invites Nathan to the amusement park, which Nathan goes uh, and Patrick, he can't find Patrick and, uh, never hears from him again. So I kind of feel, I feel horrible for Patrick. Obviously makes sense that he disappeared like the kids who went to Willy Walker's factory. They just started disappearing. They get started getting chewed up and spit out by this factory. And in many ways, that's what happened with, uh, with Patrick. Um, and 100% that that's where he realized, you know, that's that's uh, the situation. So that's the end of Patrick, right? Never do we hear from or see Patrick again. Uh, but Nathan successful at his manipulation. Now, with his situation with Angela, 
this episode starts with Nathan and the kid dressed up in Batman Robin costumes, Halloween. Uh, Angela doesn't celebrate Halloween, and she's, she says this highest satanic uh, day of the year. Sacrifices go on. It's not about candy like Nathan thinks. And Nathan's sincere when he's like asking her about this reality that she lives in where she thinks that a lot of evangelicals do where anything outside of their evangelical belief is satanic and the worst possible things are happening, right? Nathan's like sincere when he's asking her about it. And she's just like, you got to look it up, man. You, you know, she's uh, what does she say? Um, she says that you need to, uh, God, what does she say? Um, I don't know. It, maybe it's at a different point. But he, you know, she says they're not going to do it. So he kind of waters it down for the kid. It's like, oh, mommy doesn't celebrate Halloween because the ghosts are scary or whatever, right? Which brings up an interesting dynamic where it's clearly these two people are trying to do a the same simulation but coming from completely different realities, Nathan and Angela. And you have this kid who is a legitimate kid who is an actor, but he's still a kid. And you're seeing how they're trying to communicate different realities to this kid. And it's just like it immediately shows up, shows up that this dynamic is completely unsustainable, right? The entire dynamic of them two and a kid is just like that's only going to be bad. Bad things are only going to happen. Uh and it's just kind of sad that she, in a lot of ways, represents a large portion of our society that think that everything I I I was called a, a, a Satan worshiper on social media the other day because what on one of my analytics for the show had the number six, six, six and, you know, and 420. And so I posted on social media and you know had flames and you know lean into you know if it was if i if it was a number that represented voldemort from harry potter i would have been like oh that's fun let's do a voldemort themed post and so i did a satan themed post to enjoy the 666 aspect of it somebody saw that and is like oh this guy is a satan worshiper it's like all right <laughs> just because i don't believe in your book doesn't mean i follow the bad guy of your book uh, and it's, it's sad that there's so many people, so many people in our rea in this country and have political sway. There are politicians guaranteed that believe these things or at least push that narrative. It's just, it's just, it's kind of a, it's kind of a bummer. Oh, she says, you need to look it up and open your eyes to reality. That's what she says. When he's like, oh, I didn't know that's what Halloween was. And she's like talking down to him. He's like, yeah, you silly. Which is another common thing, right? Being talked down to because you <laughs> you don't believe in their delusion. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of Inspired Disorder Plus. So you go, inspiredisorder.com, 
slash plus. Sign up, $5 a month. You get to binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free. You get to watch all of the live painting videos I do. You get a special members-only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that I sell. You also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast I've ever produced, hundreds of episodes, countless different podcasts. You also get access to my personal blog. A new blog comes out every week. In addition to that, you get my creative writing that I'm releasing. You also get access to asking me anything. 14 years of experience podcasting. I've been creating art my entire life. I've been using Photoshop since middle school. And you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else. So those are the benefits for signing up for Inspired Disorder Plus. And now let's get back to the show. And he's just trying to fit into, like he's trying to another compromise to fit with her version of the simulation she wants right she wants her the her whole scenario she wants to be like a homesteader so he's setting up that they grow food and she's basically dictating what happens and he's doing it right she is the one in charge at the house right when he goes to work nathan is the one manipulating everybody when he's at home it is angela's word which I think part of that is because he doesn't want to overstep his role as somebody who is the lead of this show and the director of this show. And in joining her in the simulation, he didn't want to overstep anything and control her in any way. So I think that's part of why he is more of the submissive in this dynamic. But it's just, you know... You, you see her just playing around with the kid and Nathan is clearly dedicated to making this as he is with all of the other rehearsals, making this as authentic and realistic as possible while she just seemingly is enjoying this simulated vacation, right? She is not in this simulation in any way like anybody else has been in the simulation. Um, and you're seeing Nathan as he's coming home from rehearsing with Patrick, coming home late to his quote-unquote son, you know, where he's coming back and it's past the kid's bedtime, so they've swapped him out with the fake kid, even though the kid is getting older, is like three years old now. Um, he's asking her if the kid is asked about him at all, right? He's trying to be in and be immersive in this simulation where it's like i'm sure for her she is clearly knows that she's it's playtime and this is this is nathan playtime did he think of me he's like i don't think i don't think so uh you see their morning routines where nathan's like working out and everything you're seeing her kind of going through doing her like she has supposedly in this simulation to justify how she makes money to live this lifestyle that she has an Etsy store where she sells uh, handmade skin cream. So you see her kind of, you know, doing some product testing, trying to figure out how to make the skin cream or whatever. Uh, and you're seeing the kids being swapped out still in the morning, you know, still going through the window, right, to make it as seamless as possible. Uh, and this day he takes Adam to work. So during one of the rehearsals with Patrick, he has the kid there who the kids, you know, just watching movies on the laptop or whatever. Um, 
he decides to get a part-time nanny at the home so that she can quote unquote focus on her Etsy business. And so that he, you know, can't take care of this kid. Right. Instead of just like, Oh, we just won't schedule the kid to come in. Right. But he wants it to be, it is just, it's, it's kind of sad to see Nathan trying to make this situation as real as possible. And at every point seeing how little Angela gives a shit, right? She is at no point in this thing at all. She is, and she doesn't care. Yeah. Get a nanny. Fine. So during the day I can just hang out, watch TV and pretend to do this fake business that I don't really have to do. Sure. I'll do that. Uh, after the, the, after he told Patrick that the, the guy died and, you know, go home and spend time with your family. He goes home and watches TV with his son, Adam, his son, quote unquote, son, Adam. And on the TV, the characters on the TV are talking about lying, uh, which is interesting, you know, you know, which in many ways, this entire show is just different levels of lying, different levels of manipulation. Right. At no point does it seem in, aside from the fact that that is in the show, it's edited and in the show. I think on one perspective, Nathan knows that this whole thing is about lying. Like the way the show is produced, it there is clarity to Nathan understanding at that point of the production of the show of the levels that he's doing because it's added into the show for a reason. But in the moment, it doesn't seem like Nathan at all is understanding that he is the guy lying and manipulating more than anybody. More than anybody. Uh, the nanny running late. They, ha they get a real nanny. So explaining the situation to this nanny is ridiculous. Like explaining why the cameras are there. The clock, the countdown clock, because the kid has to be swapped out. Um, just the existence of that nanny being there is just so ridiculous. It is it is definitely a hilarious moment. Uh, and we're seeing many cuts of Angela just sitting around not doing anything. Um, and Nathan, not knowing why he's not able to manipulate the feelings in himself like he can in others. Right. He's able to manipulate the feelings. He was successful with Patrick, but he's not able to in himself feel like he is authentic in this simulation. Right. He's constantly thinking of it, despite going through the motions of pretending that this is all real. He's constantly reminded that it is not a simulation and that this is all fake. Right. Which I, you know, he's getting a taste of what everybody else involved in that is. And they even go to the point where he creates a fake photo album of photoshopped memories of times when him, Angela and the kid went on vacations. Right. He's doing everything to try and manipulate himself. You know, meanwhile, the kid goes into his bedroom at three years old and comes out of the bedroom at six years old. Right. Even though he set up these high tech digital mirrors to make you look like you're older, even though they're swapping the seeds out in the garden for vegetables and just kind of sticking them in the dirt. Right. Even though the the level of the simulation and the the attention to detail and the accuracy of the time that's 
accelerated as it, it's going by. Nathan's not satisfied with his inability to become immersed in this and feels like it is so much easier for other people to be. You know, and he knows the rehearsal is working when you forget the simul it's a simulation and it just feels real, which there are moments where he does it just feels like they're a real family, right? He mentions that. But overall, you know, he's jealous of how easily others can just go along with the simulation, or at least that's what he thinks. Um, he eventually confronts Angela again about Halloween that he looked it up and it's like, oh, it's just like a Celtic holiday. And she's like, oh, you didn't look it up right, right? You didn't use the right search terms. You shouldn't use search engines like Google because they suppress those results because they're controlled by the devil, right? It's just a very... When you believe in fantasy things, it is so much easier to engineer convert con, uh, engineer uh, confirmation bias into whatever reality you want, right? If you want to believe and find proof that the devil is in control of Google, then there's easy ways to do that. And using the it's the same thing with a lot of conspiracy theories that use the deep state. There's like a lot of these mythical, all-powerful organizations that for some reason are effortlessly controlling populations and manipulating populations where Nathan knows how difficult it is to accurately manipulate populations, right? It's interesting layers and comparisons and metaphors to all these things um and further just illustrates the type of person angela is that like she's not there's nothing outside of her beliefs there's no way in which you can chip away at her built up reality her simulation right she is in her version of reality and there's nothing there's no proof you can bring her that is going to change her mind because she would have to make that change herself she would have to confront those ideas and question those ideas herself for her to be able to break down those walls of delusion but you know of course nathan wants to be in control of everything and angela's is you know being the the nemesis to him the the one person he can't control uh you know, and he's impressed with her ability or people's ability to just gather what they need and forget about the rest, you know, to live in their own versions of reality. Um, and how easily there's so many things you could do to deceive yourself. And when you think everything there will always be things you forgot like there's there's like despite how much detail and work goes into nathan making these simulations as authentic as possible there's things that just take you out right they can put shove vegetables into the ground but it's not the same as actually growing vegetables you see he sees the sticker on one of the vegetables that they supposedly grew and it's like these little details of things that you just can't overlook these things that like for some people can overlook right some people can overlook justifications that would prove their belief structure wrong and nathan in some ways is jealous of 
Angela's ability to live in her delusion. And in Nathan trying to create his own delusion, he is constantly taken out by all these little details that he notices, right? And I think that's just a difference in mentality, the difference in people and how they experience life, right? Like there's people that authentically want to understand the world and there's other people that want to assume the world and not be bothered with the complexities, right? It's way easier to live in a man-made simulation than it is to live in the vast plethora of existences that exist in, in actual reality, uh, the actual complexity of life. And even a small sticker is something that will just put cracks in the matrix, right? Takes them right out. Takes them right out. Just the smallest thing that can remind you that it's all a lie. So this episode, you know, we see Nathan becoming a bad person as he attempts to rehearse, to make these rehearsals more immersive. Uh, we see Nathan getting into manipulating emotions now instead of just inceptioning uh answers you know literally triggering the feelings of, of loss of a loved one uh blurring the reality for people in a way that's you know can i would imagine would make you feel crazy right at some point whenever patrick had the realization that he's was being manipulated th it's like you have to be like, well, what is real, right? Like in the Truman show, like what is real? Is it all fake? Like is everybody an actor, right? And I would imagine with that, th that just mental break, you could become one of those people that think everything's controlled by a deep state because you experience this thing where this one guy was able to manipulate your emotions in a very controlled and very focused way, right? To be able to do that on a large scale, which a lot of conspiracy theorists do, would be insane. But the fact that Nathan was able to do this one thing, this one time to this one specific person, uh, you know... It, it makes you question reality in probably the, one of the most disturbing ways. Um, you know, we're seeing the dark turn, the dark Willy Wonka turn. Uh, and Nathan definitely far more invested in the simulation with the child way more than uh, Angela is. She's clearly checked out. Uh, and controlling nation, Nathan to kind of customize her personal vacation. Uh, it's more of a vacation rehearsal for her. Um, and it's just seeing the parallels between the evangelical beliefs and delusion with Nathan's delusion, right? Trying to live in a constructed reality that doesn't apply to real world logic, you know? And his jealousy of that. Like, in so many ways, he's jealous of Angela's ability to live and believe the things that she does. It's just insane. So many layers to the simulations. You know, this multi, there's a multiverse of simulations, whether it's with him and Angela or the people outside of it. Uh, you know, as an audience member, it's, it's, I would imagine, similarly as disorienting as it is for some of the participants, the kids, 
right? I, the kids, another innocent bystander in a lot of ways. Um, you know, whether you're a willing participant or not, I, th I think it's, uh, you know, whether you're the audience or somebody involved, it is uh, disorienting as the complexity of the show goes. Uh, but thank you for checking out this episode of this episode recap or this episode of the rehearsal recap, I should say, uh, the rehearsal recap podcast. Uh, be sure to tune in next Tuesday for my analysis of the next episode of the rehearsal and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube if you are watching this episode. And I will see you next week new episodes of the ray taylor show come out every single day subscribe on youtube and everywhere our podcasts are found binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus buy ray taylor show merch over at inspireddisorder.com have a wonderful day everybody peace out today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about everything that you've been wanting every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.